Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey, and I love this. I love the opportunity to read God's Word, share it with you, and unpack what God has for us. In this podcast, we take the opportunity to reflect on uh, the life, the teachings, and the mission of Jesus Christ, and also see the ministry of his disciples in promoting the early movement of the church. We get to read the New Testament every weekday of the year, every weekday. We've made that commitment, and so many of you are joining me in this journey together. Thank you for committing to this. It's been so encouraging to hear such positive feedback and also um, the encouragement is very needed because we know when we're doing the Lord's work that Satan likes to attack. And I appreciate that encouragement as we do this. We get to read God's word, to know who God is, and to uncover what God wants from us, how we can glorify him. I like where we are today in Acts chapter 20, here on day 36 that we have together. In Acts chapter 20, we're going to see the missionary journeys of Paul continue to unfold. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely, if you will. Let's read God's word together. So Acts chapter 20, here we are. Excuse, Yeah, Acts chapter 20, here we are just continuing on. Uh, where we've been, and we're about to read that, but let's do a preview, uh, or a review, excuse me, of what we saw in the previous chapter. In, In 19, we saw Paul in Ephesus. He was in Ephesus, and he and he came across some disciples who were only baptized with John's baptism, the baptism of John the Baptist. But Paul then baptizes them in the name of, the, of Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and empowers them for ministry. We saw that happen. We saw Paul continue to preach and to teach in Ephesus and he preaches boldly. And as a result, riots ensued. Um, that Demetrius, that silversmith who didn't like it that Paul was ultimately keeping that money going into his pockets because of the silver idols he was making of the goddess Artemis. Even though that opposition was there, the gospel continues to spread and the church continues to grow and we're seeing the result of that here on in chapter 20. And so in chapter 20, we get a glimpse into Paul's travels and his, his ministry as he makes his way back now to Jerusalem. Acts chapter 20, let's let's preview what we're going to see and uh, pinpoint some things that, that I'm going to encourage you to look for as we read chapter 20 together. So the first thing I want you to look for is to look for Paul's travels in his ministry. Watch how he's committed to spreading the gospel in the face of the challenges he has. We've seen this be a recurring theme, but notice this again. Also notice the importance of building up the church through teaching teaching one another, but also through personal example that we share with one another. And on top of that, Paul relies on prayer and the Holy Spirit for guidance and strength. Watch him do that. Also, watch for this Eutychus pop-up, the miraculous revival of Eutychus. We'll see the power of God to bring life from death. 
and notice how Paul shows great care and compassion in the situation. And then Paul's going to have this farewell to the Ephesian elders. He's going to have some humility that is modeled for us and great servant leadership. So those are the look for us. Let's, uh, let's now read God's word together. Acts chapter 20. Here we go. Acts chapter 20. We're going to read from verse 1 all the way to verse 38 together. Verse 1. Paul's in Macedonia. Here's verse 1. After the uproar, uproar was over, Paul sent for the disciples, encouraged them, and after saying farewell, he departed to go to Macedonia. And when he had passed through those areas and offered them many words of encouragement, he came to Greece and stayed there three months. Well, the Jews plotted against him and when he was about to set sail for Syria, so he decided to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Sopater, the son of Pyrrhus, from Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy and Tychicus, and Trophimus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us in Troas, but we sailed away from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread. In five days we reached, from, reached them at Troas, where we spent seven days. On the first day of the week we assembled to break bread. Paul spoke to them, and since he was about to depart the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the room upstairs where we were assembled, and a young man named Eutychus was sitting on a windowsill and sank into a deep sleep as Paul kept on talking. Well, when he was overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down, bent over him, embraced him, and said, Don't be alarmed, because he's alive. After going upstairs, breaking the bread and eating, Paul talked a long time until dawn. Then he left. They brought the boy home alive and were greatly comforted. Verse 13. And when we went on ahead of, to the ship and sailed for Assis, where we were going to take Paul on board because they were his instructions since he himself was going by land. When he met us at Assis, we took him on board and went on to on Mytilene. Sailing from there, the next day we arrived at Chios. The following day we crossed over to Samos and the day after we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia because he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, for the day of Pentecost. Now from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and summoned the elders of the church. When they came to him, he said, that, he said to them, You know, from the first day I set a foot in Asia, how I was with you the whole time serving the Lord with all humility, with tears, and during the trials that came to me through the plots of the Jews. 
You know that I did not hesitate to proclaim anything to you that was profitable and to teach you publicly from house to house. I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I'm on my way to Jerusalem, compelled by the Spirit, not knowing what I will encounter there, except that in every town the Holy Spirit warns me that chains and afflictions are waiting on me. But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. And now I know that none of you among whom I, was, I went about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you because I did not avoid declaring to you the whole plan of God. Be on God for yourselves, be on guard for yourselves, and for all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will rise up, even from your own number, and distort the truth to lure disciples into following them. Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that night and day for three years I never stopped warning each one of you with tears. And now I commit to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that I work with my own hands to support myself and those who are with me. In every way, I've shown you that it is necessary to help the weak by laboring like this and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus because he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. After he said this, he knelt down and prayed with all of them. There were many tears shed by everyone. They embraced Paul and they kissed him, grieving most of all over his statement that they would never see his face again. And then they accompanied him to the ship. That's the reading of Acts chapter 20. Let's take a moment now to reflect on that to find application in what we just read and ultimately see what God has for us here. So Acts chapter 20, we saw a pretty powerful message, some amazing miracles of reviving Eutychus, how <laughs> that account of Eutychus was sitting on the windowsill and uh, was listening to Paul preach late, late into the night and as maybe as engaging as his preaching was, Eutychus just couldn't handle it anymore and he fell asleep in the windowsill and he fell three stories to his death. Well, what they thought was his death. See, the account of Eutychus, it reminds us that God's, God has the power to bring life and hope in seemingly desperate situations. Just as Paul spoke life into Eutychus, 
God's Word speaks life into us. God's Word brings us back from that slumber, that death that we have, and renews our spirits and strengthens our faith. Eutychus. Maybe we're asleep. Maybe we're just going through the motions. Be careful. Allow God's word to bring you back to life. Also, from what we just saw today, the call to serve, Paul's amazing example of service, what he did as he traveled from town to town, pulling communities together, a community of believers and calling them churches, and the entire time, he continued to serve didn't take a single dime from anyone, was a tent maker himself by trade. How he served communities and churches. Paul's a great example. Our question is, for ourselves, are we willing to go that extra mile, even when it's difficult, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's much easier to take a, a gift to take from others? Are we willing to go that extra mile? Get uncomfortable. And finally, the takeaway that I want us to really hang on to today is the importance of community. Paul's farewell to the Ephesian elders. That's a tearjerker, really. The way he loved them. The way he said he did not spare a single ounce of God's word and he gave them everything that he could give them. And he knows that their blood's not on his hands because he has told them the entire gospel truth altogether. He has shared that great love with them. And it wasn't just a passing a day or two. He spent years with these, these elders, built a relationship. They became close, close friends, family, as we are as believers. His farewell message to the Ephesian elders shares the importance to us of unity and love that we have and should have within the body of believers. We're called to support, to encourage one another, to build one another up in faith and in love. And that example of the relationship and the Ephesian elders were weeping in tears when Paul was leaving saying that they would not see each other again, the love we have for one another. Does that define our relationships within our Christian community? And if not, how can we get to that point? Do life together with your fellow believers, as we're called to do. Ah, I love that. It continues to go on. In the next chapter, we're going to see Paul's journey to Jerusalem and the challenges that he faces along the way. And I'm looking forward to that. But right now, I, I encourage you to embrace God's powerful word. Be encouraged to serve, to love others, to see that Paul, even though he went and loved on communities that he didn't forget them. He continued to write letters of encouragement to go back, to support, to encourage, and to be a family with them, to build those relationships with one another. The importance of community cannot be overstated. I encourage you today, if you aren't connected to a church community, a church family, it is not just highly recommended, it is absolutely essential in our walk in faith. Get connected to a church. Attend women's group, men's group, Bible studies together. Every opportunity you have together to do life together, we are called to do life together. 
so that we can grow together in our faith. Until next time, as we go into Acts chapter 21, may you have an amazing day. May you be blessed. May your family be blessed. And as a result, may you be a blessing to all those around you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.